I thought we had more babies. Where, Where are, are the babies? The babies? <laughs> Who ate my babies? It's <laughs> the babies. babies. Welcome to the George Rockle Schmidt Show. Today we're discussing what a Friends movie could have been if it ever happened, which it didn't. Uh, but before we get on to that, Damien, I um, I wanted to bring this thing up. Uh, this guy called Jason from Sheffield contacted me, contacted me on Facebook uh, with some ideas for the, the Halloween episode. Uh, and he's got several ideas. I just wanted to read one to you because I thought it was quite good. Uh, Teletubbies, but as the village of the damned. Well, did he? Did this guy elaborate on it at all? Did he just? Was it just that pitch? Teletubbies would be amazing as village of the damned, demonic style film. Very, you know, that's all you need. That's that's his pitch. That's right, 158 okay. million dollars right there. Um, oh, oh. Well, obviously, you know, the power lies with Naughty Nunu. Uh, that's what I was because that's where my mind went first because that was easily for me <laughs> the most disturbing thing about the Teletubbies. Did, I mean, it's did all Naughty Nunu like snort coke and stuff? Wasn't that implied that Naughty Nunu was snorting things? I would. I seem to remember. Not that. Yeah, I, I seem to remember quite a few episodes where they would be baking or something like that, and they'd <laughs> knock a bag of flour on the floor. Um, <laughs> and then Naughty Nunu. Strangely Nunu enough, in this weird, like very. Very well kempt line, um, and Naughty Noon would be all over it, and he'd go mental after that. He didn't, you know, he was all over the fucking shop. Was Naughty Noon a man? I thought Naughty Noon was a was a lady vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose the name is, I suppose, more feminine feminine than masculine. Um, I don't know. I I used I to know. know I, made a, assumption. Um, I used to know a guy who who was from Turkey. And he worked as a bouncer in Ealing, and he had a Turkish name. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was it was several syllables long. So he decided he needed a nickname, and he chose for himself as his nickname Nunu. Right. Okay. That's insane, isn't it? That, that yeah. that's the mind of a psychopath. <laughs> and when you because what's disturbing about it is it's not doesn't have some kind of like you know historical or cultural significance to you know from to where he comes from or anything like that. When quizzed on it, he elaborated and he specified that he was modelling himself on Naughty Nune. That's why it's fucking disturbing. <laughs> he wore this weird kind of like trash can around his waist. No, I, I like to think that he's still going by that and one day he'll see, he'll just see an episode of Teletubbies by accident, he'll be flicking through the TV and, and he'll hear this thing being called Naughty Nunu, and he'll suddenly stop dead, turn ice cold, and think, that's why I haven't been able to get a girlfriend in 10 years. Right, Because okay. I, I say, I'm Nunu. <laughs> no, he hears this, you know, he catches, like, you know, Teletubbies in earshot, and then he kind of, like, activates as some kind of, you know, sleeper agent almost, because the Teletubbies were actually some kind of record of horrific experiments of oh, which so, so he was the byproduct. He comes across Teletubbies, and then, like, 15 minutes later, he's strangling Peter Mandelson. Yeah, but he's all, you know, he spends the rest of his life on all fours, but he, he only uses his mouth to kill. Jesus he's just God. eating and eating and eating. I mean, what I do remember, chewing? like, I do remember Teletubbies, um, they would spill flour. They seem to spill a lot of flour. Why, what was with all the flour? Um, and they would spill spill flour and then Naughty Nunu would like hoover up their legs and then be like ooh Naughty Nunu I mean it should have just been called Fuck Tubby shouldn't it ban this filth <laughs> I mean I do remember I kind of remember stuff like that and then like Naughty Nunu would kind of playfully brush the crotch and they kind of jump back and like ooh it tickles or whatever but I don't know I'd imagine that you know there'd be a lot of footage with the actors 
you know, naughty, bloopers naughty and stuff where they just fuck Nunu's antenna erect. <laughs> I'm I'm fairly certain that must have happened in one of the episodes. And um, like Tinky Winky had a broken antenna and it must have fucking popped back to life. <laughs> I, I really thought you were going to say Tinky Winky had a broken ass. <laughs> Time anyway. for Tubby Prolapse. Time oh. for Tubby Prolapse. <laughs> like if you look really carefully. In like the background, you know, some of the set design, you see these like bottles of poppers, like on the tables <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> so, so uh, the, the, I mean, I doubt it, but there's probably like one or two people who've who've stumbled on this podcast not knowing who we are, who are like, "What the fuck is this? Where's the friend stuff?" <laughs> this I, is like this is the movie that should have happened. We can just slap a you know a different name on it, and here we go. Because I'm going to call this this episode. I'm just. I'm not going to put the George Rockle Schmidt show in there or anything. I'm just going to call this episode the Friends movie. <laughs> Time for Tubby Prolapse. <laughs> okay, so well, maybe that can be like the tagline or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It's just Chandler and Joey, and they're they're both got like hamburgers in their in their hands, and they're both topless, and they're, they're both just. <laughs> They've both got these horrible grins on their faces. <laughs> and very, very red eyes. You, just, you can see them through this veil of fucking smoke. Like, Joey's that? just given up on his acting career. Chandler's, like, you know, completely fucked up his marriage. Um, he's, he developed some kind of, much like the real actor, some, you know, a, a pill addiction, and his marriage fell apart. So he moves back to New York in complete disgrace, and they spend the rest of their lives just in their apartment, just off their fucking tits. And that's where we, you know, that's where the movie starts. We catch them <laughs> watching Teletubbies. It just follows Joey becoming increasingly paranoid and fat. <laughs> it becomes like a play on Jacob's Ladder, you know, as the movie goes on. No, it it just turns into like feed, and Chandler just becomes Joey's feeder. <laughs> oh man! Like Chandler, never, he it's not sexual. Like he never masturbates over Joey or anything. But like towards the end, there's a scene where where Joey's like, "What? You think I'm fat?" And Chandler says, "Yeah." And Joey's like, "Well, why did you let me become fat?" And Joey just turns to him and says, "Well, because." You always took the women that I wanted, Joey. I've always hated you, Joey. I've hated you to my very core. And now you're a fat piece of garbage. <laughs> Credits. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh. Chandler, Chandler leaves him. He locks the door. And then Joey's just there. He's, he's like 800 pounds. He can't move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that he hasn't had a huge fucking coronary at this point is a miracle. Yeah, like, it's he's only because he's still fairly young. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what do we think about Friends? Do you have any fond memories of Friends? No. Do you, do you uh, remember the Friends theme tune? Friends, 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 Manly Friends, 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 Manly Friends, Friends, Friends. I'm a little boy. La la la. <laughs> oh dear. That was yeah. That was it. That was it. That was, that was it. it, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, now I, mean, I want to talk about Two and a Half Men. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. I, I was um, talking to someone earlier about that, and I was saying. Yeah, it got better with Aston Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got better with Aston Mouth, which is what I thought you were about to say. <laughs> what? I was just talking about the little boy. What? <laughs> yeah, I just like the idea that, that they hadn't cast Aston Kutcher. They'd cast like a 70-year-old British aristocrat. <laughs> with the... 
with the thickest like mutton chops as well. He is a disgusting, perverted man just to look upon. The series Let alone goes what from, you see him do. Yeah, the series goes from the exploits of a playboy to just following around somebody in like the eighteen nineties in a, a very, very kind of canopy jungle with 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 like a blunderbuss trying to hunt elephants. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, what did you think of Friends? Did you like Friends? Uh, No, but, I mean, I have been around a lot of people that have watched it, and I have been very complicit in that. So as much as I don't have a high opinion of it, I can regrettably explicitly say I've seen most every episode of their 10-season run. I was thinking exactly the same thing. I've never sat down to watch it, but I'm pretty sure I've seen every episode. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I I watched three episodes today from, from the pilot... And actually, I think it's pretty funny. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, it's not something I would. I would necessarily uh, sit down to watch without being pretty bored. So I probably will watch it now. But I think it's okay. Like I, I don't hate Friends or anything like that. I, I think it's, I think it's, it's aged fairly well. I, I genuinely think there are some jokes in there which are kind of funny. Um, okay. Because I'm and, kind of on the back foot here. Because I, I, I do think that shortly after this recording. And I can see in my mind you in this dark room in your bathroom with a cigarette hanging out of your mouth, just yeah. binge watching this stuff with a can of what tenants or something in your hand. A can of tenants, a can of super strength. Yeah. <laughs> what was that big beer they've got out there? <laughs> big was it just beer. big beer? <laughs> oh shit! I just uh, forgot about big cola. Oh fucking hell! It was like three hundred percent. One glass of big cola is three hundred percent of your daily recommended sugar. Oh, Jesus. So a bottle of it is like 1,800% of your daily recommended sugar. I mean, that must be a fucking seizure or something. Oh, well, we were, I suppose we were very we were very lucky when we were well, we were cutting it with that. that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what you get if you drink Mixer straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all the hemorrhaging from the Oso Negro in our livers that actually stopped all this sugar from... You know, penetrating the blood-brain barrier. It's actually, you know, the hemorrhaging is what stopped us from having a huge, di- going into a huge diabetic shock. Uh, sometimes I think that this might all be a coma dream. <laughs> I did mention Jacob's Ladder. Ugh. Yeah, many times you've mentioned that as well. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like your really annoying hook. Please shut your bitch mouth. I'm actually a cop in the 1970s. Ooh. You're uh, still bleeding out into a gutter somewhere. So yeah, I I, I don't mind Friends. I mean, I I would much rather watch Friends than um, the what's what's the what's the nerdy one, the really nerdy one, the Big Bang um, Theory. The Big Bang Theory, the Gang Bang Theory. Oh, that'd have been great. Oh, uh, well, the there Big you Bang go. Th- That's I think next week. I'd much rather watch the Big Bang Theory. Uh, sorry, I'd much rather watch Friends than the Big Bang Theory. And the Big Bang Theory, I think, is nowhere near as bad as How I Met Your Mother, which I think might be the worst thing humanity has ever done. <laughs> I mean, I've just returned from um, Germany. I just saw the Holocaust Memorial. But I can back you up without any shadow of a doubt that How I Met Your Mother is the most atrocious thing mankind has ever achieved. So, what, well, maybe the Friends movie? I don't you know. The basically, cast- I... I find fr- I find the people in Friends a bit more relatable because they they they're kind of more more flawed and there's there's more going on. Like the first episode of Friends, you know, Rachel comes in and she's just run away from her wedding and Ross's marriage has collapsed. And you know, there's a bit of kind of like partly these people are, are kind of losers in a way. You know, like real people are. You know, they've got, they've got these things that they're not proud of. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that's kind of lacking in a meaningful way in some modern sitcoms. So what do you reckon the Friends movie should be then? Okay. Um, well, let me, let me have a oh. look. Oh, the Ooh. notepad's out. Oh, this yeah. is getting serious. Uh, so, so, you know, they've said that they're not going to do a Friends movie. Uh, they don't want to do that. I guess they don't need the money, right? Because Friends, unlike something like Sex and the City, all of the people in Friends, all of the principal cast, went on to be successful. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't think of where um, uh, the ginger one from Sex and the City is now. Like, probably on, on fucking Grey's Anatomy or something. No, not even that. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those things that I... Have to reluctantly watch as well with my girlfriend. No way, no way. That's no, that's not true, is it? Oh, I watched it last night. Hopefully, you have I, I think, if I'm right, I was. If I, if I'm right, in my calculations, the next episode is the finale of the entire show, so I might not have to deal with it after next week. So I've got my, my hopes pinned on that. But have you seen every episode, Damien? Oh God, no, no, no. I've seen. I would say maybe a dozen, but um, I mean that's the better part of twelve hours of my life. I can never, ever get back. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and I consider that show fucking offensive in a lot of ways. And does she know about, um, what's the upstairs-downstairs thing? Downton Abbey. Does she know about Downton Abbey yet? Because she'll find out. She'll find uh, out, Damien, and then you're watching that. No, but she does watch this thing kind of behind closed doors. It's on Netflix called Rain, which is like a cheaper, kind of more soapy version of it. Um, Rain? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. As in fucking... Kingly Rain stuff like that. It's about. Oh, I see. Okay. It seems to be about <gasps> set in Tudor times, right? Um, oh, but it's, so the, it's the one with um, one with Henry, and he's really cool. Something like that. Henry Tudor. Uh, there's a couple of those. I, I, oh, I remember having to see it fucking years ago, and it was also painful. It's called the Tudors or something like that. And it's another oh, one that's where what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's what uh, Henry the Eighth is like really young and sexy, and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake! For like for every reason conceivable. And I had to sit through a lot of that as well. Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that there is definitely scope for like a, uh, a an ongoing series about like Edward the Third, and it's just it's just him managing his court. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just very kind of. It's not even like intrigue. It's just it's just it's just basically how to run an empire. Whatever. Never mind. Um, yeah, but every okay, now and again, in like you know the trailers for the next episode, you've got someone looking over their shoulder at least once an episode, going, "Look at all that sex and death over there." Anyway, carrying anyway, on. Anyway, anyway, back to the aggregarian taxes that I'm thinking about changing ever so slightly. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, so the friends. I mean, they got a huge pull. Hans Zimmer's doing the score, you know. Hans Zimmer for a TV, TV show as well. People were very confused by the move. He didn't need to be doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we the producer comes out and he's like. Uh, yeah, so uh, so you know, like the creepy guy who's obviously gay but's pretending he isn't. We've got Kevin Spacey to p- play him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guest director, fucking. <laughs> so so, <laughs> grip, grips and best boys, you better be on the fucking lookout. I've I've heard some right stories about. I'm not saying he's a rapist, but you know, not a rapist, but he does helicopter in very young rent boys onto the films he's working on. Right, okay. Fucking hell, I've got to get rid of that. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so, uh, Friends, I thought obviously the, the, the natural film would be Where Are They Now? A Friends reunion sort of thing. And I thought, like, really, where are they now? Let's face it, 
Chandler and Monica won't have lasted. Uh, I think there'd have been a good chance that Ross would have killed himself. Um, so maybe that fits in with David Schwimmer's actual death. I mean, it's really weird that you see that you say that because my first idea was also a reunion over one of the cast's death. And it's gonna be gonna be Ross. Oh no no um, no! no. I, I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. All right, all right. Uh, Joey will be a somewhat successful soap actor. Uh, Phoebe will control the heroine on the Lower East Side, and Rachel will essentially be a progressed Ros Doyle from Frasier, uh, where she's forty-five and she's still picking up twenty-five-year-olds. Um, but every but, every facet of society kind of frowns on it. But she, yeah, and she can be decreasingly choosy about it. Like these these aren't good-looking twenty-five-year-olds now. These are kind of like uh, oh yeah, these, everyone could be a Craigslist killer or something like that. Yeah, and ev- eventually. Um, she, she, you know, she's 45, she's kind of saggy now, and she marries Gunter. That's <laughs> but she's still out there, you know. The movie really ends with, you know, Gunter finds out about all this kind of stuff, and he's just a broken man. He's still, he's been holding on to his, uh, his little coffee shop, and he just has this, well, it's just him wrestling with depression, but she, you know, is a horrible human being with no regard for Gunter at all. You know, he was just the last resort. She treats him as, you know, as such. Just, you know, a piece yeah. of dirt. Maybe we don't even see that. Maybe, like, maybe, you know, we know what she's doing, uh, but Gunter but, doesn't have an idea. And then he's, like, he's, like, touching his lip. And he's like, oh, I think I've got a cold sore. And Joey just leans in, being the expert that he is, and he says, nah, mate, nah, you've, got, you've just got a little bit of herpes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's now a cockney villain. <laughs> yeah, he is. Apples and pears, apples and pears. You've got some herpes, nah, mate. Nah, blood. <laughs> Yeah, you get me. That makes me think now. Maybe that's what the film should be about. Maybe it should be about <laughs> Rachel marrying Gunter. Yeah. Uh, and Gunter manages like seven coffee shops a year. You know, he's making like oh, 85 he's grand of, a year. He's like a minor mogul at this point. No, he's not No, he's not a mogul, but he's like a regional manager. Like he doesn't own anything, but he's he's kind of up there in this in Starbucks, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it is his business, but another entrepreneur has taken it upon themselves to really develop it. He's still got, he, you know, he wasn't bought out, but, you know, he regains minor control and some <laughs> so decision-making. Gunter is a cuckold in, in, in every way possible. <laughs> so so, so he's, he's Rachel's most, most kind of wealthy prospect now that she's old and saggy and, you know, has no personality. Um, after Joey, but Joey isn't interested. Uh, so the, w- film could, the film could be about how Gunter helps the friends get jobs after they all wash up unfulfilled. He he pumps them full of antidepressants. Uh, <laughs> in his basement, some... they're all strapped to chairs, <laughs> and there are some some depressed children in tow. I don't know, some doomed children in tow. Is sorry, is David Schwimmer dead in this scenario? Because I thought like as a sort of spiteful thing, you don't see him in the movie, but with R- Rachel slumming it as she is, and she's like you know at rock bottom, you just hear tales of um, Schwimmer's exploits, and he is slamming ass all over town now that he's gotten rid of her. He, I mean, he's crushing it. I no, I think I think it could start with them having a dinner party, and they're all saying like, it's amazing how all our lives turn around for the better after Monica was crushed by that garbage truck. <laughs> 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 and then of course toast toast to garbage <laughs> trucks <laughs> and this is like you know they're it's it's like fucking rockefeller level they're all doing incredibly well since you know she's been crushed and obviously they've got an empty chair which they've filled with hellboy <laughs> <laughs> and hellboy and they love hellboy hellboy is very charismatic and they all get on and it's uh it's a it's a roaring good time 
Yeah. Well, Hellboy's there for protection, of course. Because yeah, when, because people are hunting Hellboy down and only Chandler can protect him. Well, no. I mean, like the friends were responsible for the decline of Monica's restaurant, which is why... Which is a, she, a portal to hell. Well, no, which is why she jumped out in front of that garbage truck. But as soon as the restaurant was in decline, she had to call in a favour, call in some help. And at this point, of course, as we know, Cannibal Ramsey gets involved. Can- <laughs> Ramsey was a cannibal last time we talked about him, didn't we? Uh, not the last time, but he, he, yes, in Cannibal. some kind of form. So one of um, one of the many infinite Ramses. <laughs> and that's one day I'm going to make an actual film called Ramsey Holocaust. Is it Ramsey in you know inciting Holocaust, or is it just you know the many infinite universes of Ramses being slaughtered, being being thrust together, and there can be only one Ramsey? <laughs> <laughs> so this giant amorphous blob of millions of arms and legs. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, because it's it's like an amoeba. Like as soon as it touches another Ramsey, it just becomes part of No, it's the kind of like human, it's just like they're just sewn together really haphazard. I mean the the effects budget on this movie is 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 wanting for lack of a better term. It turns yeah, it turns out like on the top, like running this ball is Marco Pierre White. He's been he's been the fucking brains all along. <laughs> and like it zooms in on him and he's like Look up my stock pot. I would never use it myself because it's garbage, but you should buy it, you piece of shit. <laughs> and it throws it promptly at the camera. Roll credits. <laughs> and it's just a, it's just like a seventy million dollar advert for Yeah, yeah. It's, just, a, it's also a, like a hundred and twenty It's hundred and twenty minutes as well. Only for that one pitch right at the end. <laughs> they brought Daniel Day Lewis out of retirement. Oh yeah, because we c- they couldn't afford Marco Pierre White. He's way <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, had their dreams, but they, they, were, they were wise not to dream too big. I mean, Mark, surely Marco Pierre White has been dead for about 40 years. Like, I mean, th- there is a man who is only held together by his own sweat. <laughs> and it's adhesive properties. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, how about this? How about um, Joey makes it really big and his old friends try and leech off him. Uh, he's really sophisticated now, and he sees them as really embarrassing, and the film's just about how he tries to avoid them and hates them. <laughs> or, or they um, they hold an intervention for Ross because Ross dribbles too much. <laughs> he looks like a dribbler to me. Yeah, he doesn't have any kind of substance abuse issues or anything like that. He's just starting. He's just getting up there a little bit, and he just doesn't have command of his bodily functions like he used to. And when oh. he talks a little bit too much, it's just a bit too foamy. He gets that kind of old people's crust at the side of his lips, and they just can't bear to look at him. Like Monica, we didn't want to talk about this really, but uh, your brother—he's very cummy. Oh. <laughs> um, oh dear! Tell tell me your idea. You said you had an idea about Ross dying or something. No, no. It was the, the, the oh. movie basically follows Gunther and his secret life, which was always downplayed in the show. But he's been a DEA, DEA agent undercover yeah. for the uh-huh. last twenty years, and for he's finally made strides. It really just follows Gunther, and I, I would suppose like the friends themselves are actually just cameos. It's not really a friends movie, but they're like incidental people around Gunther's secret dealings. And yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Gunther's essentially on the right side, but he's he's lived this life for so long. He's just so incredibly 
corrupt and violent. He, you know, he's there's he's barely recognizable as human now. Like he he spent twenty years trying to get these bastards, and he he's not going to let them get away, even if yeah. he has to break a through a few rules. Yes, yeah, and it was with the reunion of the friends that have really thrown a wrench uh, into his plans. Right. I mean, like they they appear in this movie, but almost you know, as I say, like cameos. But it's like Final Destination because every time they do, they all you know they all meet their demise. But the, the film should definitely end with Gunther in like a shipping container with no hands or feet. I'm not sure how. I just think that's how it should end. <laughs> so things go wrong for Gunther. Oh, yes. You know, he doesn't succeed. It's a tragic story. Wow. I, that's... that's ta- with, with, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you and, know. And, and, and maybe, maybe with no hands, <laughs> no hands or feet... He, he can get the Wahlberg surgery in this next movie. He's he's then he's then <laughs> he, he's kind of like in this thing, and you think it's over, you know, you think that's it, and then he's kind of he's kind of made made aware that there's something else in there with him, and it's Rachel, and she has no hands or feet either, <laughs> or head. I mean, whatever's like looks like Rachel in that shipping container isn't Rachel at all. It's like a hollow shell, hollow bloodthirsty shell. Or it's like uh, it's like a dude with Rachel's face sewn onto his. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. When this mafia is closing in on Gunther, you know they try to try and put him on the back foot, right? They all wear masks, like with Rachel's face on it, because that's his weakness. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's, been... how they, that's how they get to him. They they well, they, and... they have a honey honey trap, and you know it's someone dressed as Rachel. <laughs> but he's you know he's massive he's like six foot four and incredibly her suit but gunther cannot see anything past the face and rides it all fucking night oh, right. <laughs> they actually have sex as well yeah right oh yeah this is a sexy thriller a sexy thriller where someone ends up without any hands or feet <laughs> sounds great. i'm thinking pg-13 for this one. Oh, easy yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you could it's def- you could definitely bring your kids <laughs> yeah, bring your kids, maybe not the baby. I mean, the baby will be okay, but don't bring yeah. a baby to cinemas. Like What's if, wrong with you? Yeah, if it's young enough to not understand, bring the child. As long as the child is kind of okay with all the screaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's fine. Like 20% of this movie is screaming. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you never see Gunther after, like, the I would say the 30-minute mark where he doesn't have blood on his face. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in here and I'm going to give one of my ideas to, ch- to change the mood because I have something that's lovely. Okay. All right. Okay. Each of the friends has a kid and the film is about the old friends passing on the torch to the young friends. But whoa-oh! The new friends don't like each other. What hijinks and far-out nonsense will the oldies get up to to, co- to make the newbies pals? Monica is not included. <laughs> I've got another one here. Uh, The friends reunite for a dinner party at Monica and Chandler's house for Thanksgiving. But whilst Monica bastes the turkey, the others spill an expensive bottle of wine on a priceless Persian rug. Can they scrub the rug and somehow concoct a replacement for the wine before she gets a strop on? Strop on. Before <laughs> <laughs> she gets all moody. Oh, oh I was going to. Oh, come know. on, that's a great. That's great. That's, it that's is. And maybe you like know, it, it, when they when they spill this wine on the on, on the priceless rug, it kind of like releases some kind of genie, right? And they all kind of get three wishes while Monica's out of the room, right? So she's there like tirelessly slaving away, and by the time you know she comes back, everyone is in, adorned with jewels, and they're all perfectly content with their lives. 
and we can find out what else they wish for after you know after the after the fact i think that they they released this genie but then monica accidentally like traps it into the turkey baster again and scolds it to death and all of the stuff they've wished for just vanishes <laughs> and they yeah. all wish for things like good health so it becomes like this twilight zone thing where everything that's been taken away with them comes at this grave kind of mortal cost yeah just just a sudden snap of the fingers and it's all gone <laughs> <laughs> all instantly dead uh or does it happen in succession all right uh, I yeah uh, I no it happens all in, all instantly all dead right okay and there's just Monica there and she's like where's everyone gone I better eat this turkey <laughs> to cope with loss she consumes her friends thinking she will absorb their soul and always be with them which leads us straight onto the sequel Big Monica's house <laughs> where she ensnares more ch- small children and eats them <laughs> a very it, different it, tone uh, okay so I've got I've got another one. Um, Powering through these now. Uh, how about this? How about the friends have to shrink themselves down to mi- microscopic proportions and journey into Joey's brain for some reason, possibly <laughs> to remove a hairline tumour. Everything goes okay, but Monica is crushed to death by atmospheric pressure. The side plot is Joey, who we mostly see through the eyes of, because of complicated contractual obligations with Matt LeBlanc, trying to score with a 16-year-old fan in what I think critics might call a surprisingly dark film. Espe- <laughs> especially after the friends, especially after the friends and corpse of Monica end up in the body of aforementioned fan, then become large again, bursting out of her chest. <laughs> Good to clarify. So when they're in the body then, is it going to be like live action or are we going to do like, like a sort of Osmosis Jones type thing and they're all animated? I mean, it's all still clearly like the Friends, but you know, it's incredibly Disney. I mean, f- fuck it, we could just reuse footage from Osmosis Jones. Now you've said that. Yeah, in fact, we so, don't need any of the cast. We can just like slap Friends on the fucking box and then ship friend, it. You know, Friends the movie, and then the tagline can be fifteen percent new footage, <laughs> animated menus, <laughs> plays Lynch, <laughs> full color sound. Uh, how about this? Join Joey as he and Chandler journey across America to find everyone Joey has ever been involved with so that he can tell them that Joey has a new type of gonorrhea that puts super gonorrhea to shame. (laughs) Maybe there'll be some familiar faces along the way. Maybe you'll recognise those faces beneath the gonorrhea. They all are like elephant men as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they go up to these people and they're like, um, I'm really sorry, but uh, I think I might have given you gonorrhea. And then it's just a shot of someone who's got these grotesque, grotesque boobos coming out of their face. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, at least two postules always break. You know, he catches it somewhere on his person. All right, all right, all right. H- how about this then? New York. Percentage of population addicted to illegal narcotics? 63 Lisa Kudrow cracks open Matt LeBlanc's skull to feast on the goo inside as David Schwimmer screams about the seven tribes of Israel and smears blood on Monica's corpse, all beneath the shadow of a half-ruined Chrysler building. In a little anti-drug film I like to call Friends, Vindication of the Damned. (laughs) (laughs) You get kind of like 80s carpenter. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like it's fucking out there. It's the crazies. (laughs) Like, again, like, the cast are never there. It's just, like, old footage of, was it, Roddy McDowell with the faces of friends superimposed. It's 
unbearable to watch. It's completely nonsensical. Like they shot on location, but I, all the superimposed footage, all the superimposed <laughs> superimposed footage never correlates with what's going on screen. Like it's done in iMovie. <laughs> it's done in iMovie. <laughs> well, I, I I reckon that David Schwimmer would be very good as as like someone who's utterly crazy who lives in the desert and like who permanently has feces on his face i I think like i think all of the friends actors are pretty good actors apart from matt leblanc and i think that david schwimmer especially could do crazy really well (laughs) what do you think about joey did you ever see any episodes of joey oh yeah i've seen a couple of episodes of that and i remember it being absolutely awful um yeah yeah it was much worse than friends yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can concede that Friends had its charm. I see why the people that did like it liked it, but... Yeah, I, I would definitely describe Friends as charming. I think that I can see why they chose Joey as the spin-off character, but I also kind of think he was he was the wrong person to do a spin-off about. I'd have much rather watched a spin-off about Phoebe. Yeah. I mean, well, Phoebe was weird and had like all this weird shit going on. Yeah, Phoebe like left New York. She moved to Seattle, and she felt, you know... And she, she was living on, on hard times. No, 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 no. She, you know, while she was living in this shanty town somewhere on one of the under one of the bridges, she, she finds this disgraced radio psychic, <laughs> psychiatrist. Sorry, psychic. Yeah, well, might as well have been. And together and they, they find a magic watch that can stop time, and they go on capers. <laughs> and then, and then, like they're re- they're having a lot of fun because he's smart and she's smart. But then he kind of comes on to her, and it's kind of a bit too much. Like it isn't just like. Do you want to have sex with me? It's kind of more like, have sex with me, and she yeah, just no. ditch, she just ditches him. And like after forty five minutes, we never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no words were spoken. He just got very handsy very quickly. Vi- yeah, know. way too, way too. It much was pressure. like it was they they achieved something in one of their you know one of their adventures. He puts his arm on his shoulder, and it just snakes down so quickly. Yeah, and she's like, I I was kind of into you, Frasier, but but like. This just this just destroys it. Like like yeah. if you'd have waited, we we could have been together, Frasier. But it could have no. been something. Fuck it. What well, Frasier was, I would say, quite a horrible human being. I think. So when how the come- Phoebe adventures like run out of steam, we can revisit Frasier and find out how and why he was. Dis- you know, he he lives this disgraced life. Right. Well, yeah, I think we we both know why. Um, <laughs> I don't think there will ever be a Friends movie. I think that the the cast of Friends are very explicit about that. They don't need it. Um, could you ever see that happening? I mean, really? No, but you, one of your one of your ideas about the uh, the Friends kids, I reckon they could be like a sort of Tiny Toons spin off in like ten years. Friends babies. <laughs> Yeah, it's an it's an animated thing as well. You know, they are all of you know, I would say eight months old, but they can walk and talk. You know, <laughs> but they're less old. they're like half a foot tall, and they're all wearing like baggy t shirts with with pin 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 sh- with button shirts over them that are open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but they that, still yeah. like affect the personalities of their parents. So you know, Ross is you know you still have like the dinosaur you know enthusiast baby and sh- shit like that, and you know the the philandering philandering the adulterous baby. Um, the adulterous baby. <laughs> That's what we call it. <laughs> now, who do you like? Do you like the sassy baby or the sassy baby? Or do you like the sassy baby, maybe? <laughs> do you like the neurotic cooking baby? 
<laughs> neurotic cooking baby. Or do you like the rubber-mouthed neurotic cooking baby? <laughs> when you say or cooking baby, sweet. I imagine you bite into it and it's like, oh, it, it tastes like a normal baby, but much sourer. <laughs> It's like those glow sticks you get, you know, um, or those kind of. Uh, like those kind of how is it like those glow sticks you get? No, the, the, those. I don't know what you call them, but you get like these those heat pads. You know, you snap them, and there's this chemical reaction. It starts heating up. That's what the cooking baby is. You know, it it, it fucking it scrapes its knee, and then it has this kind of chemical reaction when it starts to heat up like to incredibly painful temperatures. Jesus Christ. And the friend's babies basically have to kind of be this baby's bubble and make sure it doesn't get in, into any scrapes because it will, it's not spontaneously, but it will burst into flames. It looks it's like a the sassy that baby. <laughs> Sorry, go on. that happens every episode. <laughs> I was going to say, it looks like the sassy baby and the nerdy baby and the neurotic baby and the up, him, up himself a bit too much baby and the kind of funny baby and the kooky baby are all talking a bit too loudly in the baby coffee shop. <laughs> like, I, th- I think Friends would be so much better if, if just some every, every episode, like a completely different extra came up and went like, sorry, could you just, could you just keep it down? <laughs> it, it, it ends with Gunter banning them. Right. I reckon it's all set in this one playpen, right? And all the friends have become like baby factories at this point. You know, they're barely human. They're just pumping out kids, and they're they're resolved to be the only friends' babies. So every every other episode, they try to introduce another baby, but they just devour it alive. <laughs> they use Monica, the human oven, to you know roast it. And then, and, and then Monica and Ross come along to this playpen and they're always like, I thought we had more babies. Where are the other babies? Oh, well. That's like the theme tune as well. I thought we had more babies. Where, Where are, the, are babies? the babies? <laughs> Who ate my babies? It's Who the babies. babies. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious babies in my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> I ate them alive because I'm a monster. Babies, yeah, babies, babies. Yeah, no, in the yeah. second season, right, they introduce business baby because up until this <laughs> point, they're just cooking these babies and they, they don't know what to do with these bodies, right? But business, business baby, baby, Mr. baby. Come, <laughs> business baby comes in. He fucking turns them around. He, he comes up with this idea to kind of use these dead babies, these dead cooked babies for profit. They set up like a kind of like a pop-up food store, right? In this playpen, <laughs> they sell off the old babies, and it becomes and this industry. And, and they're like, because it's New York, you can like you can like put a bit of bit of garbage meat between two horrible pieces of bread, call it ethnic food, and charge ten dollars for it. They're like, yeah, it's uh, it's Armenian shawarma. You've just pitched dialogue. There you go. <laughs> that that yeah, that dialogue comes from. Bald with a pinky ring baby. <laughs> Which, by other than the ring, has no distinction from the other babies because they are babies and they're all bald. Uh, and he smokes a cigar. Yeah, it's really creepy because, like, <laughs> other bald. than because other than their outfits, they have no discernible. I'd say no discernible features, but no distinguishing features. They all look identical. Like, like they're all exactly the same skin tone, exactly the same face shape, everything. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, it, they, they look almost like it would, they were produced in the lab. I mean, if I'm for, like, like, business baby, you know he's business baby because he's got, like, this tiny little suit jacket and tie on top. 
But and no he's bottoms. Con- of he's course. constantly buying factories in Middle America and selling them and stripping them for assets. Yes, yeah, yeah. But you only just kind. Of, there's only a nod to it. He's always on his cell phone. You never hear the dialogue unless you like. You know, you dissect the episode and you really crank up the volume. You can, but it's like an Easter egg. At least in the second season. But maybe, you know, as, as ideas dry up, you know, you can, like, business baby kind of becomes more of the central focus and we kind of forget about the friends babies. Because like, like, they're um, always boring anyway. Right. I mean, and, who and likes you, actor you know, baby? You can still have them a bit. Like, actor baby, there's a lot of allusion to actor baby having just, like, banged actress baby and things like that. You never see it, but there's lots of things like that. But, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's the, what it, that's like the most offensive thing about this show. It's because well, yeah. even though they've got their outfits, right, it's only the tops. So, you know, it's always bare-ass babies in this show. <laughs> and you can always tell like actor baby's been banging something because you can see his, his tiny acorn dick is wet. I mean, that's what gets the real complaints here. <laughs> Nothing to do with the cannibalism. <laughs> his tiny acorn dick. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah, everyone's least favourite baby is Paleontologist Baby. Yeah, he's always in the corner. They just, they push him down. Like, they've always had these ideas of escaping this playpen and seeing the world. Um, But obviously the wolves are just too too tall for them. They don't have the coordination for it. But they did manage to strip down parts of it so they could section, they could fence him off in a tiny corner. So you always see him in the back of every shot, like... Kind of like gently kind of pining away because he's, you know, he's so malnourished at this point. He can barely let out a scream. But you see him just like hanging from the, this, this, this fence they've uh, they But that, that's all corner. cured when they take a visit to Dr. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Baby doesn't come in until later, like season three at least. I mean, there's just, you know, they try to like get as much out of one right. baby's kind of story as they can before they move on. You know, I suppose you could have lots of cameos, couldn't you? You could have, like, paleontologist baby is worried because him and neurotic cooking baby have to deal with mommy baby and daddy baby. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember there was a baby in Friends as well, so you could have baby baby in there baby as well. Baby baby, yeah, I was thinking about baby baby. <laughs> paleontologist baby is always after shopping baby. Uh, even though he would have been better with hippie baby. Or Kooky Baby, if you want to call it that. <laughs> Kooky Baby. Kooky Baby. Not to be confused with co- Cookie Baby, which... <laughs> <laughs> Cookie Baby, who has a massive eating disorder. Um, I think the, 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 the catchphrase, which is said at least ten times a scene, should be, that's a sassy baby, but it's always a baby that says it. Yes, of course. Yeah, no, that, I mean... There's no non-babies in this. But yeah, never any adults. And they're, they're just these gargantuan like legs. Yeah, and then maybe Snoopy Baby. Snoopy Baby. Snoop Dogg is... Baby. <laughs> um, I think Snoop Dogg Baby basically does car insurance adverts. I thought he was selling ice cream at the moment. I don't know. Is he selling ice cream? I think so. Was it Walls or is it Hagen Dess? I think it was supposed to be called Snoop Scoops. That sounds like something you would pick dog shit up with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it works the same way as an ice cream thing. You know, it's got the, it's it's got the the handle that if you squeeze it, it wraps itself around the shit. <laughs> so you know, you scoop it up and then you just hold it over a bin, and it's basically a kind of slightly slightly altered ice cream scoop. It doesn't <laughs> actually grasp anything. It has to be, you know, if you're scooping it, it has to be really firm. Otherwise, it's you know, you've got no hope. It's made out of a very carcinogenic metal as well. <laughs> Like you, you should you should never really kind of have it outdoors in, in any sort of wind. 
<laughs> it's mildly radioactive. <laughs> like, more radioactive you, than a banana. Like m- the closer you hold it to the shit, you can see it like start to peel back and burn. <laughs> and you think, oh. what the fuck? And you try to like put it down, but you realize you can't because it's fused to your hand now. I think we're done here. (laughs) Fair Uh, enough. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Don't forget to like and uh, and share if you know any other mad people. Uh, Because I assume you're mad having listened to all of this. Unless you skip to the end, in which case, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, Uh, if you have listened to it, it's actually quite a heroic listen, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose that there's going to be some point where I'm listening back to this having edited it and, like, I'm bleeding out of my nose. Uh, (laughs) So thank you you very much. Uh, See you next time where we'll be discussing the Bible, the movie. What would the Bible be like if it was condensed into a 90-minute movie? Thanks very much.